The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hello, everybody. Welcome. I just run. <laughs> Sorry, I just got distracted. Right when I was supposed to talk, I read. <laughs> I read what Don's asking <laughs> in the chat for the for the call, and so it made me laugh out loud. And uh, so anyway, hey, sorry about that, but um, yesterday I didn't do live radio because I had to take someone to the airport. A lot of snow, a lot of traffic, and he didn't make it in time. So uh, at any rate, uh, here we go. And uh, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. You can also email me info at carm dot org. Info at carm dot org, and uh, just put in the subject line. Uh, let's see, um, uh, radio question or radio comment. That's all you got to do. And today is the eighteenth uh, of January, so January eighteenth, twenty twenty four. For the podcasters, all right. I hope you guys are doing great out there. Up here in the uh, the Northwest, it's been interesting. And uh, let me tell you a story here, and then we'll get to the caller. I have a magic uh, snowblower, and uh, I got it years ago, uh, and it was it's a good one. And uh, as soon as I got it years ago, uh, the snow stopped. You know, it's just, of course, you know, it's what's going to happen. So I had this thing for like three years, and each winter was not even enough to snow to, to use it, you know, it's just whatever. So then my wife and I were supposed to move uh, for medical stuff down to Arizona, and that didn't work out. So I sold the the uh, uh, snowblower, okay? And, uh, well, the snow's gradually been getting deeper and deeper here in the Idaho, southern Idaho area, and uh, we had a lot of snow. So the lady who bought, bought it uh, wanted to just give it back to me. She goes, look, I can't use it. And I said, well, buy it back. She goes, no, 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 I just want to give it back. I said, no, I'll buy it. She goes, no. So long story short, went and got it and um, brought it back uh, yesterday, and now the snow stopped. <laughs> so... It's a magic snowblower, and it apparently only works when I own it. And if I own it, then uh, it's snow. So if you don't want snow in your area, just uh, have a private jet come out, pick up me, and the snowblower will just be there. That's all we got to do. And uh, the snow will stop. It's just how it works. Whew. All right. That was uh, that was a name. Let's get to Don from Spokane. Don, welcome. You're on the air. Hi, Matt. Hi. So... With the upcoming elections, <laughs> I was wondering if we're obligated Christians to vote. They're both imbeciles. Yeah, that's what made me laugh. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> Should Christians <laughs> vote for president? Both candidates are imbeciles. <laughs> it just cracked me up. Honestly, and, uh, because I don't feel good with voting for any of them right now. So I'm just like, ew. <laughs> I get you. And what I do uh, is is I say, who's the worst? Get rid of that one. And then just work up the chain. And whoever's left, that's who I'm going to vote for. Um, and I know that Trump, he's got issues. Oh, man, he's got issues. But Biden 
is destroying our country. The inflation is huge. The debt is increased. We're being invaded at the southern border. He's depleted, pretty much uh, closely depleted our uh, energy reserves, so selling them overseas. I mean, it's just, he's he is exactly what you'd want if you want a communist or socialist in to destroy a country. He's, you know, he's helping it out. At least right. Trump, as a businessman, knows how to fix things, okay? And he doesn't act very presidential, that's for sure. But, uh... Well, I would, he's morally, huh? like, I think he's morally corrupt. <laughs> That's why I'm like, but, I don't know. but Biden, I, I, Matt, he's, he's done know. some shady stuff lately. And shady. he's like coming off like he's God. Oh yeah. Like the, the oh, stuff he posts on his, yeah, it's off. It's awful. And I'm like, if you're a Christian, where's your fruit? And don't be using the Christian card. Oh, if you're not a Christian, just, no, you know, Christian. just. Just tell us what your whole stuff is, but don't throw in a Christian card through all that crap, and then say you're the Messiah that everybody's looking for to save the country. It's just bizarre. But anyway, that's I mean, and then then Biden can't even tie his own shoes. I don't even know how he's running. The I don't even think he's running. Honestly, I think that he's in a corner babbling while someone's picking up the stick for him and then just waving it, you know. And he's just like barking. I don't know what he's doing because it's not something that's working for our country but anyway i didn't know so so just pick the least of the evils and what if we here's the other question to that i did that when trump ran the sex word oh i I say the word crap every now and then but again not really supposed to but it's kind of a gray area but go ahead okay so i voted for him and I know no, hardly anybody voted for Biden. I mean, he just, he was wearing diapers. Yeah. Honestly, he was such a baby. And then On his head. all of a sudden he, he won so many votes that we didn't even have, we had more votes mm-hmm. altogether total than we had people in the U.S. So if I know that they're going to cheat, is that another thing that we need to do? Is why vote no, we if don't they're going to cheat and set it up? No, 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 no. That's what they want. That's what they want. It, it's so corrupted that you don't vote. So we need to, to vote, okay? And we need to get out there and do that. But uh, you, I would look at the, the movie uh, 2,000 Mules. Yeah, you need to look at that. And it's it's really important. 2,000 There's mules. a lot of okay. 2,000 Mules. And uh, let's just say there's a lot of documentation that the left, the liar cheaters that they are, uh, they stuffed ballot boxes. They did all kinds of really bad stuff to try and win elections. Let me tell you something here. I, I, I won't mention the name, but I, I've, I knew a guy, um, we haven't talked in a few years. He ran, he's well known in politics, uh, not like the, like, not at the level of Biden or somebody like that, but he, he, uh, he knows a lot of stuff. And, um, we sat in a car one day talking how he ran for an office, senator or was a congressman, I think it was Missouri, one of those states in that area. I'm going to be gener- generic on purpose. And he was winning. Okay. And it was a close call, and what the left did was constantly throw mud at him. He's, a, you know, he's a racist. He's an adulterer. He's whatever it was. All the things that were just. And he spent his time just uh, telling the truth. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And so the left they used lies mm-hmm. and deception to get power. And when you have anybody like that, you cannot trust them. So he was winning anyway, and the decisive county. Right that uh, where the votes are coming in all of a sudden all the voting machines stopped working the day before the election they all just stopped working in one particular area and lo and behold there was a company ready to replace them 
all the voting machines. And the company was run by the uh, people on the left. And then all of a sudden, in that county, he lost and then therefore lost the election. This is it's corruption. Yeah, some very similar happened in our state. And that's why I'm like, what is the point? We have actually I live in Washington and the side that I live on is more conservative than the West Side. Okay, and they almost we kind of call it we're uh, the new Idaho because (laughs) we're so more in line with your politics. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to voting, it's it's interesting what keeps happening. And how they cheat. I know they're cheating every year. I can see it, especially talking with people who who feel the same on the West Side. I'm like, how is it that you guys keep voting this idiot in? And they're like, oh, we're not. Because they are. They're power hungry liars and cheaters. And if we don't stop them, they're going to continue and they're going to destroy this country. And they need to be stopped. And good men and women need to stand up and do what's necessary to stop them. And, and then how by do you the way, do that? that's that's something that we worked out. But uh, Oregon, there's a movement in Oregon to to uh, leave Oregon and move into Idaho and call it Greater Idaho. And I wouldn't be surprised if Washington wants to do the same thing. But the liberal wacko we're morons tired are of it on here. this. Then. Well, they're moving into Idaho yeah. here, and then they have leftists trying to run for offices and get woke crap put into uh, schools for the elementary stuff, and people are upset about it here. Oh. And as far as I'm concerned, there needs to be uh, penal colonies that they send these, these morons to. Yeah, anyway. I agree. I agree. So how do we get that started? I mean, I'm up for it. What do we do? Uh, I can't say what I know, but I know that there are people <laughs> who are ready. Okay. Okay. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. There are people who are ready, okay. who are fed up, and, uh, you know, look at our country where it's at and i'll tell you this if we don't do something our country is going to fall and it's going to fail the trillions of dollars in debt our our country is bankrupt and they keep printing money just to to expand and buy votes and then they flood the the uh the south with uh the from all over the world that they're going to vote socialist and this is going to destroy our country they have woke idiocy. I watched a video yesterday of some woman in a uh, in a school just doing woke crap, and she took the American flag, put it upside down, and tossed it. You know, all this uh, stuff. This is in yeah. American schools. These people need to be uh, gotten rid of. I mean, I'm saying, you know, kill them or anything. I mean, saying they need to be fired. You know, they need to get, get right. away. Go, go do something else. Go clean toilets someplace. You know, learn some humility and some gratitude. Uh, but right. you know, it, it's just it's bad, and we're going to lose this country. So that's why I say to people, you need to prep. You need to prep up. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. And so I need to find those people that are ready to prep because I'm there. Yeah, there's a lot. I just also, don't know what uh, I can. Well, just just don't worry about it. But uh, Canada is uh, going south also. Uh, so more and more uh, ca- Canadians are really fed up with Canada and the socialist policies and the leftist stuff. They're not even allowed okay. to to disagree with the, the policies. Otherwise, you have your, your bank accounts confiscated or frozen or various things. Donations are frozen and confiscated. It's becoming a totalitarian system. And I, I've, I've heard more and more that Canadians want to leave. And they say the medical system up there is horrible, horrible. And they're tired. So socialism okay. is on the rise. And it's it's moving, and it socialism. You know, the Nazi Party were socialists. 
the Communist Party is a, right. an advanced form of socialism. Now, and then, you really want to get scared? Go go to YouTube and watch uh, what Gen Z, the newest Gen, and you ask them, people, uh, how many states are in America? They don't know. You know? Oh, my God. What's well, three that's times three times three? They, they, they can't do it. Yeah. Right. It's, it's oh, man. And you have to destroy our country by, by dumbing down the education system, having moral relativism yep. in it, flood the airways with pornography, lying, moral relativism. And I watch more and more situations where lying is okay, as long as it's for a good purpose. And then that justifies anything. And then, yeah, nope. I, I, yeah trust me, I'm with you, okay? I get mad about it. I don't watch news anymore because <laughs> my blood pressure I just can't take it. See, that's where I'm at. I just don't do stupid well. I don't. And I try to talk to some of these leftists, and I'm like, "What? okay, can we look at facts right now? Especially with the, okay, I'm not going to say the C word, which is kind of like a cold, but not. When I've talked to them about that and the mandates, um, they can't even critically think. I'm like, what? Do you know your name? I want to ask them, do you know how to spell your name? Because this is weird to me. I don't. I do not understand how you cannot critically think. I don't well, get you know, it. But the COVID stuff, I did a lot of research. I wrote, a, a, I don't know, 20 articles dealing with COVID, and I did a lot of analysis, a lot. Did you know that cloth uh, masks are only 3% effective, and the surgical masks are 50% effective on the average? And if you touch it on the outside, it's contaminated. I used to go to the CDC. Exactly. I can show people how to go to the CDC and run reports from the CDC on effectiveness of vaccines and death rates related, and I get banned for it off of YouTube. Well, oh, you probably get to get banned on YouTube everywhere. now because you just said the word. So Yeah, well, we're yeah, already banned right now for word, like a couple, three weeks. That's right. But hey, we'll be out to go. There's a break. Oh, oh, I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> God bless. Talk to you later. Hey, folks, be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live. Taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. That's a lively thing is people are getting upset, aren't they? Yep. All right, let's get on the air with Chris from Ohio. Chris, welcome. You're on the air, buddy. Hey, Matt. Paper ballot. That's what we need. Oh, yeah. They'll find some way to... to, to, You don't trust those leftists. (laughs) Hey, brother, don't be so cynical. Come on. (laughs) Well, the Bible, you know, the good men do nothing, then the wicked prosper. Yeah, well, I agree, but that's not why I called. But mm-hmm. okay, but, what's uh, up? Yeah, I think it was over. The, I think it was over the summer. Um, I've been I've been listening on you for quite a while, but you mentioned something about uh, I think you were working on a car or something, and you knew this tool or whatever it was, and it disappeared. So you attributed it to. <laughs> Maybe other <laughs> events to a fallen angel or a demon just toying with you. And I had oh, no. an experience just a couple of days ago in this scarf that I just love this scarf. And I, I went out of town on an appointment. So the scarf was with me and then it just disappeared. And I just thought about you. Mm-hmm. And I thought about just, you know, it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a, it's a uh, possibility, but 
I'm not sure. One thing that bothers me about this theory is a spiritual being grabbing a physical item and taking it into another dimension, which I think is what we're talking about. We'll get this to the bigger well, issue probably, of the dimension possible. that they... Sure it is. Yeah. No, I mean, were, were you pretty adamant about that? I mean, I, I, I wasn't critical of what oh, you no, said. Oh, no, no, no. I was joking. I was just joking around. You know? Oh. I, mean, I still remember it. It was a, a socket. Oh, you sounded and, quite uh, serious. And, well, it depends on what context. But uh, so, yeah, I remember <laughs> it was this. I still remember to this day, you know, I, I put a socket in a certain place and, and uh, it just disappeared. It was the weirdest thing. And, and I, you know, I thought, oh, man, you know, hey, a Star Trek episode should have where, uh, you know, they go into a different dimension. And then, hey, there's my old sock. You know, there's that wrench I lost. That kind of uh -huh. thing. So. You know, no big deal. Well, the the, the deep okay. the deeper question here is what I want to mm -hmm. bring up is the other sure. dimension or dimensions that the spiritual world is in, and that that's not really discussed much. Uh, you can find some things on YouTube and so forth. I just want your opinion on that. Yeah, I don't know what to call it. It's just a spiritual realm that exists. I don't know if it's under dimension. I don't know if that's the right term. But uh, there's a spiritual realm, and uh, demonic forces, angelic forces are there, and uh, we can enter it upon our death. And I don't know how it's all going to work, but you know, it's real. Well, I think that would be another. I think that would be another dimension. Because I, if, well, if maybe angel demons, it depends on what you mean. It depends on what you mean by dimension. How you define a term? Well, I, I can't give you a scientific. This I can't give you this scientific. Uh, but what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Explanation. Uh, we can't give you a sight. I'm, I'm fishing for this term. It's, just, it's going a blank. But uh, if they are around us, but we can't sense them or see them unless they want us to sense or see them, that, that, that must be a different dimension. Here's an example, Matt. Think about well, UFOs. I don't I think I you just, agree that. I got you. I'm just saying. I don't use the word dimension because we haven't defined it yet. And how do we know what a dimension is? So we know there's three well, I, dimensions I we live it. in. Yeah, so right, that's why right. I just say they're in a spiritual realm, and I just leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. Being okay. okay. So, I mean, but, but it's UFOs real. UFOs and so forth go, go in and out of the spiritual realm that's you know these ufos they show no 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 you're mixing different things up here when we talk about demons and angels that's different than ufos ufos are physical they're actually physical i've studied them a great deal they have physical aspects characteristics they can be detected they leave impressions physical marks they can be photographed they can be detected on radar now, just because they mass, disappear that doesn't, mean... doesn't mean they're going... I'm just saying logically. Just because they disappear doesn't mean they're in another dimension. It could just mean they have a technology that makes them invisible to certain light frequencies and or radar and things like that. So I'm just saying, we just don't know so you don't, as far as that goes, okay? So you don't think the, you don't think the majority of UFOs that do what we would consider physically impossible acts, you don't think that's... No, all angels no, no, demonic no, oriented. No, no, no. Okay, no, no. well, I, I was strongly disagree with you. Uh, no, no, no. You, let me finish. You understand what I'm saying? I believe they're demonic. I believe they're 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 they probably have something to do with Nephilim. 
but they can do these yeah, things yeah. not because they're going in and out of dimensions not that they may or may not but because they know laws of physics that we just don't know yet that's oh, all yeah, i'm saying well, I, is, I totally agree is, with you i totally agree yeah i've heard that in my research that uh, as someone released some information is that you take two plates of metal and i forgot what they didn't mention what kind of plates they are what metal it was and you put them a certain number of angstroms apart this is super high high engineering requirements an angstrom is a distance between an electron and a nucleus and you put it a certain distance mm-hmm. apart and then you shoot photons into them between the crack and they bounce and it causes a field uh, and in the field, apparently, there's a momentum uh, loss, and it gets into some complicated stuff. And I heard some of uh, the researchers saying, in the UFOs and stuff like this, saying this is one of the things they had encountered at a certain facility, blah, blah, blah. So I'm saying, well, if, if it's true, and I'm saying it is, but if it's true, and it just causes a, a, a field around that, that diffuses momentum, well, then okay, whatever. I mean, the, okay. I mean, come on, think about it. We got lasers. We've got stuff that can, you know, that goes into orbit. We have uh, radar. We have sonar. We have, you know, and Nikola Tesla did stuff that are still trying to figure out. So, I, I don't know if it's, if it's dimensions things are going into. Maybe it is. I don't know. I'm just saying <laughs> there could be some things on the physics yeah. that uh, we just don't know, or they know at Area 51, or whatever. You know, who knows? And it's just normal physics to them, and weird stuff to us. I don't know. So okay, I freak. I wasn't Jesus sure you're right. I wasn't sure, art I wasn't sure you're, <laughs> Oh, what? yes. Yes, I'm, I miss art. I, I, used, I worked a third shift yeah. job years ago, and he was so fun to listen to. It was entertaining. I loved it. It was he, fun yeah, stuff. He had yeah, he values an entertainer. But yeah, it's it so, so ridiculous. It was fun. Then you would, uh-huh. you, you would, you would assume, or you, your belief is, is that Nephilim or fallen angels can't produce something physical. The in the okay in Genesis chapter six okay the Nephilim were the fallen angels that had relations with women and produced offspring that was mm-hmm. the fallen angels that did that yeah I agree this is what the Jews taught this is what the, the Christians always taught okay mm-hmm. and in Genesis yeah. six nine it says that Noah was perfect in all his generations so his ancestry was not corrupted so God it looks like what he did was he destroyed the earth with the, all of the corrupt half-breeds and then some theories I'm just giving you theories mm-hmm. some one of the theories is those half-breeds released from their bodies at death are demons and the rest of the of the realm are, are fallen angels and levels of angels and demons are those that uh, want to possess bodies because they came out of bodies it's just some of the theory mm-hmm. okay yeah and so after the flood the Nephilim continued because they're just more Nephilim and then when you go to to Daniel chapter 2 verse 43 in the statue of Nebuchadnezzar it talks about uh, they will combine with one another in the seat of men, that they can't be people. This happens at the return of Christ. So there's a lot of conjecture, a lot of fun stuff to talk about, but we don't know. Okay, there's a break. We got to go, buddy. Yeah, I'm not familiar with everything you just. Right. I'm familiar with everything you just said. So. Okay. Well, good. All right. Okay. We'll talk okay. to you later, man. Hey, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Well, we had somebody who's going to call, and we just lost him during the break. That's okay. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Some interesting calls today. So we had to go kind of quickly on the last one before the break. 
So uh, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Now, let me go over what I was saying uh, more slowly, okay? And this is an oddity of, of things in scriptures. I'm not saying that the Bible's wrong or anything. It's just, look at this. This is really interesting. Because the the Jews and the Christians uh, always taught that uh, the the Nephilim were the offspring between fallen angels and women. People say, well, how's that possible? Well, I don't know how it's possible. This is what the position was. And it was about the 5th century, 5th or 6th century, that the Christian church was being ridiculed for this position, so it adopted or introduced the Seth theory, Sethite theory. We won't get into that. And so uh, it looks like the flood was there to destroy these half-breeds which were taking over and a lot of sexual perversion, a lot of things that were going on was really bad. And so that's just one of the theories. And then the uh, the, the half-breeds that died are the demons, as one of the theories goes, and that they are the ones who want to re-inhabit human bodies. And so that's why we see in the New Testament demons, they want to be in things. This is just all conjecture, but just telling you that. And so Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be again at this day of the coming of the Son of Man. They were eating, they were drinking. That was the wicked who were eating and drinking, and it's the wicked who were taken. And so they're taken to a place of destruction. All right, so there you go. So I was talking about Daniel chapter 2, which is really interesting, because in Daniel 2 is the the prophecy of the vision that Nebuchadnezzar had where he had the, the statue that was made of four things, gold at the top and then uh, silver and then uh, the legs were like bronze and then the feet were clay mixed with iron. The clay mixed with iron, and different theologians have said different things about different time periods and empires that were coming, but it looks like it's the rebuilt Roman temple, a Roman empire, which is going to be strong but also have weakness in it. And some think it might be Europe. Do you read, you know, the thing in Europe? Who knows? I'm just giving you a conjecture. But what's interesting is that in that time is when it says they will combine with with one another in the seed of men, and linguistically that they can't be men, the seed of men. They will combine with one another in the seed of men, so they have to be different. So one of the theories is that um, is that. Uh, it'll be like it was back then with the Nephilim and the half-breeds and stuff like that going on again. It's one of the theories. And what's interesting, a lot of people don't know this about UFOs. Uh, I'm a sci-fi nut. I've even written a sci-fi novel called uh, The Time Trap. Called Time Trap. I I love love sci-fi. And so, um, so one of the things about the aliens is, well, several things, is that they're physical, uh, not every one of them is, we, we can't verify every one of them, but there's plenty of instances where there's physical marks left on ground, on trees, um, tops of trees, open fields, there's physical stuff. People have physically touched them. There's reports of that. They've been seen uh, by many witnesses simultaneously. Photographs have been taken. Uh, they've had radar detections and things like this. Well, uh, if you go to khouse.org, org. Um, uh, Oh, man, khouse.org, Chuck Missler's site. He passed away a few years ago, but uh, he did a lot of research in this. And apparently, and there's some books written on this from a Christian perspective and with documentation. Apparently, the aliens are teaching theology. The theology is everybody is divine, reincarnation is true, Jesus is not the only way. 
And these aliens are also interested in, uh, let's just say, painful experiments on genitalia. And so uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, and Christians don't get abducted. So there's some stuff like this that makes you wonder. And I'm just repeating some of the stuff out there. And uh, yes, and I do say, Marcia, stay away from Michael Heiser. That's right, in the chat room. Let's get to Logan from North Carolina. Logan, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. How are you doing, man? Doing all right, man. Just uh, throwing a lot of theories out there for entertainment value. So what do you got, man? Yeah, yeah. So my question was about uh, baptism. And uh, I noticed you, you said the other day on your show, um, I just kind of want to get your input. You said it's not necessary for salvation. Correct. It is not necessary um, for salvation, but you should get baptized. Okay. Yeah, because I was just wondering, like, in uh, Acts chapter 2, um, when they were mm-hmm. talking to Peter about, uh, they said, like, what shall we do to be saved? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in 238, uh, they say, like, repent and be baptized. Mm-hmm. So that was just kind of my, like, an inquiry about that. Yes, I can talk about it. And what you did without knowing it is uh, is misquoted what came before it, which is typical. I'm not we're not getting on you. It's pretty typical. People will just insert something in there. You said, what's what? Must what? Excuse me. What shall we do to get saved? But it doesn't say to get saved. It just doesn't say that. And a lot of people, when they're talking about Acts two thirty eight, just say that's what it means, and they'll people just habitually quote it that way. So what happened was here's the context. I'll show it to you. So you know that the people were, were uh, speaking in tongues, they're glorifying God and things like that. Well, if you go to Acts chapter 1, verse 5, it says, For John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. That's what Jesus said in Acts 1, 5. Baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is poured. That's always how the, the Holy Spirit comes, as prophesied as coming, as a pouring upon us in the, in the arrival sense of the New Testament. And so then in Acts chapter 2, they had... Uh, violent uh, rushing wind the sound you know tongues of fire they were filled with the holy spirit began to speak with tongues and they were hearing uh, people speaking their own languages and stuff like that and then peter says uh, this is what was spoken of through joel you know and joel he talked about this in uh, joel 2 and 2 32 he says the last days god will pour forth his spirit on all mankind i'll pour forth his spirit on all he says your men so you know, men will see visions, they'll dream dreams, okay? And that's what's going on. And then uh, Peter says, look, you guys delivered him over uh, to destruction, to Jesus, stuff like that. And he gives a sermon to them, and they're upset about this. And then, now we can kind of slow down a little bit. He says in verse 30, and so uh, he was a prophet and knew that God has sworn to him with an oath to seat one of his descendants on the throne. Talking about David. He looked ahead and spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that he was neither abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh suffer decay. This Jesus uh, raised up. Uh, this God, uh, this Jesus, God raised up. All right? And then he says in verse 33, having received the promise of the Holy Spirit. That is the movement of the Holy Spirit of, them coming, of him coming upon people. And then in verse 36, Peter says, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said, well, what do we do? He didn't say, they didn't say, what do we do to get saved? He said, what do you do? 
Peter said, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is not a salvation formula, because faith is not mentioned in here. It's to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What is that gift? In the context, it's the charismatic movement. That's what's going on, the gift. Now, in case you're not familiar with that, or or, you're not so sure, I'll continue on because there's something really interesting. He says, he says, uh, repent, each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. It doesn't mean you obtain forgiveness of sins that way because they were baptized for, or they they were baptized in John's baptism, a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. But they didn't get forgiveness of sins by John the Baptist's baptism. It was in order to demonstrate a relationship to. That's what's going on. So we do a, a study, baptized for, or do this for. And you do a study, which I have, you'll see that it can't be the means of salvation because that's by faith. So it says here, you get baptized and you will then receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's what's going on, right? Well, when you go to Acts 10:44, check this out. The Holy well, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message, just like in Acts 2. All the circumcised believers who came with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting God. Then Peter answered, Surely no one can refuse the water for these to be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So in Acts 2.38, they received the Holy Spirit after baptism. In Acts 10.44-48, they received the Holy Spirit before baptism. And the, con- the reason they know they had the baptism of the Spirit is because they're speaking in tongues and glorifying God. So Acts 2.38 is not about being saved, being baptized for salvation. It's about the order of what needs to be done in that context when they ask Him in order to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. But in Acts 10, it's reversed. It's not a formula in Acts 2.38. Hold on, buddy. We've got a, got a break coming up that you can comment on that. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, buddy. Welcome back to the show. All right, Logan, I know I went through that kind of quickly, but I hope that helps. Are you still there? Yes, sir. Yeah, I really appreciate your, your clarification on that. Um, okay, do you know good. if you have that written down anywhere? Because I kind of want to like just read uh, kind of what you said. If you, you like, what, have uh, any type of like, source of, like in- information on that. Yes, if you go to my website, carm.org, C-A-R-M, Org. I have a whole section on baptism, and I go through a lot of these verses and lay a lot of this stuff out. Okay, so you can just go okay. there, and if, if it's not enough, uh, you can email us, and I can uh, paste some notes of stuff I've got. Uh, I have a, a file on baptism as well. And Acts 2.38, and 1 Peter 3.21, Acts 22.16, you know... Uh, Acts, uh, let's see, Romans 6, 4 through 6, uh, Galatians 3, 27, uh, that they all use uh, to, to try and say baptism is what's necessary for salvation. Let me, let me show you something really fast. The Bible says yeah. we're justified by faith. 
Romans 5 1 and justification is being credited with righteousness that's Romans 4 3 all right so God grants that we have faith Philippians 1 29 and the faith is in Christ John 6 29 so if we're justified by faith the faith that God grants to us that's in Christ then the question is is the faith that God grants us sufficient in and of itself to justify us since the Bible says we're justified by faith yeah well then are we justified by faith when we have faith well yeah otherwise we're not justified by faith well what then is baptism for God works covenantally a covenant is a pact or an agreement between two or more parties my wife and I have a covenant you know promised in our marriage and we you know we give our vows and we each wear the covenant sign a wedding ring God works covenantally the eternal covenant and the manifestation of that is ultimately in the communion supper but there's the Abrahamic covenant the sign of circumcision and the Davidic covenant which is prophetic also in, in the communion supper and the uh, Noahic covenant which the, the sign is the rainbow etc all right now it says in I'm going to show you something here it says in Romans 4 7 I believe it or is it 4 oh I'm not going to remember it I guess it, it says it's a sign and a seal now I got to find out where it is it's 11 and he received Romans 4 11 and he received the sign of circumcision a seal of the righteousness of faith so Abraham received the sign of circumcision which was a seal of the righteousness of faith which he had while not circumcised so he was already had the faith and the circumcision was a seal of what he already had that's what, that's what it says in Romans 4 11 now we go to Colossians 2 11 and in him you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands in the removal of the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God so it looks like Paul is relating circumcision with baptism and since circumcision was the shedding of blood with the male which ultimately points to the headship of Christ as his sacrifice now that that has been fulfilled there's no more necessity of the of the blood shed element necessary now we have a different sign of the continued covenant which is now baptism so the baptism is a covenant sign equivalent of the seal that you have of faith already there normally speaking okay that's why that that's what circumcision I mean, that's what baptism is is so public for so if you don't understand covenant theology you you'll make the mistake of thinking oh you gotta get baptized to be saved okay all right yeah so you're saying it's an outward expression of faith basically and it's faith in jesus that saves us Oh yeah, it's faith that saves us, absolutely. And God grants us that faith, Philippians one twenty nine. to you it has been granted to believe. All right? But, now we could take this uh, baptism thing and say, and say, we would be consistent covenantally, we could say, well then does it apply to infants as circumcision did, because it's not the thing that saves, it's a sign of the covenant. And then the question comes in there, how far do we go with that? And that's just more discussion. But this is what theology does. It leads you down different paths. And most pastors now are not teaching very deeply. And I'm sorry, but they're not. 
and they don't know these paths they don't know this stuff and um then we have a lot of cultists out there who have to say well you got to be baptized to be saved you can't be baptized if you're not saved I'm just if you're not baptized you can't go to heaven it's like what so you're saying faith in christ isn't enough you got to do something in a ceremony to get saved are you kidding me you know and then they go on and on okay all right i got you i really appreciate your uh, your insight on this matter all right man well praise god just yeah, remember you definitely your know, faith you definitely know it's what you're talking f- about good oh i think i do but uh it's your faith in jesus that makes you right not your faith and a ceremony okay, okay. got you i really appreciate it man. all right buddy god bless study and call right. me back good or you too all right all right let's get to sarah from kansas city and i have been there hey welcome sarah you're on the air Hi. Um, you know, this is really interesting that you're talking about faith in Jesus because I'm kind of riding the coattails here with my question. Um, sure. Thank you so much for having me on. I've been listening to your show for years. Um, oh. I recently, we have been going to a King James only church. Not good. For about, <laughs> you know, it's very interesting. I won't go into the story about how we got mm-hmm. there, but they're a really great church overall. Um Mm-hmm. doctrine I think is more or less sound mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the only objection of course I have is the King James only as a translation mm-hmm. because I, I truly fear that at some point this insistence on the exact language will lead to false doctrine and mm-hmm. I have found what I believe is an example of that and I just want to know kind of what your thoughts are so um, mm-hmm. one of the teachers there had recently taught about Romans 3.22, like you were just saying to the previous caller, faith in Christ, and I completely mm-hmm. agree with you. We have to have yeah. faith, and it has to be in Christ. Romans 3.22, in the authorized King James states, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe. That's, sorry, I have the wrong translation. My, my preferred is the 1995 New American Standard. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Oh, that's the, the perfect James, one. Even, oh, you're, you're impressive. That's the one I use. Oh, you're awesome. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I love that. it. It is fantastic. It is. Yeah. So the so King James, I have it in front of me, says, Even the righteousness okay, go of God, which is by faith of Christ Jesus unto all and upon, upon all, upon them that believe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so... Here's their distinction, and this one kind of, it worries me. So the teaching was from this teacher, um, Dr. Alan Shelby. He stated the faith of Jesus, prepositional phrase, with the object preposition Jesus being, Jesus is the one that has the faith that saves us. Mm-hmm. The faith of yes. Jesus himself. It's not, and you know, you have New American Standard that says uh, faith mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ. So we have faith in Jesus the American or the um, authorized King James of the faith of Jesus. And he was very insistent that Jesus himself has the faith, and it is the faith of Jesus that saves us. It is not our faith that saves us. We aren't saved by faith. It is Jesus' faith that saves us. Well, and then, my... Okay, so here we go. And I'll, I'll look at the Greek, and I already have, and I've got a comment for you. But if it's the faith of Jesus, then we have to ask him, are you having faith? Because I know what he means, and there's a sense in which what he's saying is correct. But you have to ask him, are you actually doing the believing? If he says no, then he's teaching a false doctrine. If he says that's yes, what I was concerned okay. about. Well, that's what you got to ask. No. Ask him. Well, um, well, the other thing is, 
I'm, does Jesus have faith? Like yes. if Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the evidence of things unseen and the things we hope for. I'm, I'm messing up my terms mm-hmm. here, but you get the idea. So that would suggest that there's something that Jesus hopes for and something that he hasn't seen. And besides the day of the Lord, I would suggest that Jesus is, in fact, the object of faith and doesn't need faith himself. But, you know, it's it's a tricky place when you voluntarily... Okay, go on. There's doctrines. You're touching on different doctrines as you're walking down the hall. I'm like, whoa, that door opened this door over here, left and right. So Jesus has two... That's okay. Jesus has two distinct natures, a divine nature and a human nature, and the attributes of both natures are ascribed to the single person. So Jesus is one person. He's made under the law, Galatians 4, 4, for a little while lower than the angels, Hebrews 2, 9. So in this state, he had to have someone he would call God. He'd pray to God. And as a man, he would have faith in God. It's not, that's not a problem. And to say, well, because he knows everything, he wouldn't have faith. Well, no, because he trusted in the Father's will that he would do. That's an act of faith. So it's not a problem okay. there. So now, when it says, I'll go to the Greek here, okay? So when it says this, in the NESB and the King James, both say, Pistuos Jesu Christu, and that's the genitive, Jesu Christu, of Jesus. So Pistuos is the nominative, I believe it is. No, it's genitive, sorry. So it's uh, was saved of faith of Jesus of Christ is kind of literally what's going on there in the Greek. So when it says this uh, in the NESB, which is fine, it's saying the righteousness of God uh, of faith of Jesus of Christ for all who believe. That's what literally it's saying in the Greek. Now, what do you do with it? Well, you translate it. Right. Uh, the way they do, and uh, let me go on this quickly. You see, Romans, I have, I have a great Bible program, does all great stuff, and so the ESV says faith in Christ, King James, which is faith uh, by faith of Jesus, and the New King James says through faith in Jesus Christ, RSV in, uh, as is the LEB, uh, NIV, CSB, um, etc. Okay. So, let's work with it two ways. By the way, King James only has got a lot of problems with with it. They mess up Romans five eighteen, yes. uh, Titus two thirteen. Oh my goodness! But as long as they know these things and they they get around them and they explain them, that's okay. And we got almost out of time. I'm trying to go quickly. Also, generally, what happens is with the King James only, they become legalistic. And I'm not saying they will. But a lot of times, well, we have the King James, and so we know what the truth is, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it goes on like this. And you'll see more and more of a division, probably, among this. And uh, then you right. ask them, so many things to talk about, well, which King James are you using? Are you using the original? Because they're not. That's a whole other thing. You uh, go on the web and look up, read the original King James, and you'll have difficulty reading it. They're not using the Oh, yeah, they're not using the original. So they're using, I think, 1689 version or something. I don't know what it is. But they're using a later one, all right? And that, that's a it's an issue. That's why I never preach out of the King James, or I, I don't quote the King James. We don't talk like these and thous. Some King James-only people will say that the King James in English is better than the Greek. You can ask them that, too. That's right. They're TR-only, Texas Receptus-only, or King James-only. And some of them have abandoned the tr um, but my 
bigger concern with this of Christ, the faith issue, was that if it's his faith that saves us, does that nullify substitutionary atonement? No. No, it doesn't. And um, because he can have but faith in way God, and it, it was worked. We're out of time. There's the music. Darn it! Okay. Can you call back tomorrow? <laughs> Let's go over this, okay? Because it's good stuff. We gotta I would go. love to. We're just out of time. All right. All right. Thanks. Hey, folks. Sorry about Bye. that. Hope she calls back tomorrow. We'll get some good theology. God bless everybody. Another program powered by the Truth Network.